0: What's up, everybody? It's Brian Barrett from Off the Pike, where we're gearing up for another exciting NFL season. We'll be with you every Sunday after the Pats with three-time Super Bowl champion James White to recap the game and break down the biggest moments. Plus, episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays to cover all things Patriots with your favorite Boston sports guests, as well as familiar voices from the Ringer Podcast Network. So follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, on Spotify.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it.
0: D-M-D.
2: Acknowledge
0: me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide.
1: Worldwide?
3: A proud member of the faction known as The Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at The Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys... They just announced the Royal Rumble 2024 live from Tampa. Are we taking a road trip to Tampa for the Rumble? What are we doing here? I've never Let's been go. to Tampa. Have I been to Tampa?
1: I'm not the biggest fan of Florida. No disrespect to Florida, but I will well. go to Florida for 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 the Rumble. I want. I need to go to a Rumble once in my life.
3: Is that bucket list thing? Is is that wrestling bucket list for you guys?
1: Yes. Okay. I went Brian, last have you been to
3: year. Okay.
2: Yeah, I went last year in San Antonio. That's um, right. City was left a lot to be desired. As wow. far as San Antonio, <laughs> uh, but you know, shout out to our good friend Seahawk. <laughs> shout out to Cam. You know, he made uh he was a very hospitable.
3: Um, took you around. And, you know, he showed was, you the uh, the sights the hot
2: spots? Uh, at,
3: at the <laughs> arena. <laughs> okay. <Wow. laughs> then, uh, <laughs>
2: that was the first time. And also the first time I got to meet uh Cornell uh, Gunther, uh, who y'all on our friend socials. Of,
3: friend of the pod. Friend yeah. Friend of, of the friend show. Of the yeah. show. <laughs> so um,
2: it was cool, but I tell you, it's nothing like being there. Uh Y'all have done WrestleMania, so that's like my uh, next wish for y'all is the Royal Rumble to be there. And that countdown, it hits different. It's like the one event that I feel like you'll go back and analyze later if you're there. Right. Like, it's, it's hard to complain when you're on the edge of your seat because you don't know what's going to happen, who's coming out next. Even mm. everybody knowing Cody was going to be 30 last year, there was still yeah. a lot of cheering and a lot of, like, fandom. So, um, I, I, it was, it's definitely the place to be. So, yeah, let's make that road trip happen. I've been to Tampa. Well, I've been to St. Petersburg to go to the uh, Division 4 Tampa Bay Rays game. Um worst stadium I've been to. But Damn. I think Tampa <laughs> might be <better. laughs>
3: Brian just taking a flamethrower to San smart. Antonio, the Tampa. Yeah, he, he don't like nowhere. <laughs>
2: uh yeah. This is no, a, this right? is very Hollywood a of, of you, Brian.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is this is the Hollywood <laughs> this is very mean, not, <laughs>
2: It's not Orlando, you know,
3: it's not Miami. What place is, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. That's a good point. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let us know if you're coming out to the Royal Rumble 2024. Excited to uh, to kind. Of, I want. I'm definitely down to experience it. The countdown seems I- every year. I get sucked in mm-hmm. just because of the countdown for for every single wrestler. So, but let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines, and you know the deal. I'm gonna read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. Whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let them fly. First up, Jim Cornette thinks John Moxley has held Brian Danielson back in AEW. I'm gonna go to Hollywood on this one because we're talking about his favorite, one of his all-time favorites here, in Brian Danielson has has Mox been to Brian Danielson's detriment in your mind, Brian?
2: I I understand what Cornette is saying here. I don't think so. I think as much as I would love to see Brian Danielson in that spot, as much as I would love to see him beat everybody and win the title, I had to come to the conclusion that my guy just wants to beat people up and make the next generation and push them to the limit. But I think it's the AEW Championship and the AEW main event could use a Brian Damson. Here's a guy who was the most captivating, the person who was one of the most crossover wrestlers, and and I mean like pure wrestlers, probably since Bret Hart in 2014. What we saw with Bret Hart in '94 on the Simpsons, comm- um, on the Simpsons, on the commercials. It's a great you know, reference. Bret with the yeah. glasses. I used to. Yeah, right. I used to wish that Thanks. was me, you know, being down the <laughs> hall yelling
0: "bread,
2: Come back, and, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, and um, I used to wish that was me, man. And then to see, um, Brian Danielson and everything he did in 2014 and the Yes Movement to see it translate the Michigan State, uh, to see him at the San Francisco Giants games, even though he's a Seattle guy, should have been at the Seattle Mariners game, but. You know,
3: when you he got helped, s- he helped to hacked. win the World Series that year, I was, uh, I was very grateful. <laughs> uh,
2: I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm still hurting from 2014, Ben, you know, daggone Kansas right. City Royals, man. We're supposed to get all black and orange. Um, That's right. But, you know, uh, you see all of that. And, and and the reason why I say wrestler, right, Roman Reigns is going to cross over. But you don't think about Roman Reigns' technical skills in the ring. Um You don't think about Seth Rollins at this point, his technical skills. You think about his character. But Daniel Bryan did something that's not easy to do. So you look at all of that and you say, well, why isn't this guy being pushed? Why aren't y'all trying to like kind of recapture some of that momentum? So I can understand what Cornette is saying, but I wouldn't blame Moxley for that. You know, I, I would say more of a booking thing, but I have to say, when I saw this on the rundown, I could not wait for Cal's response.
1: <laughs> what? Well, see, I'm sorry, Ben. The, the problem is that during I was when when Brian Danielson went to AEW, I said, "Oh, he's going to be the AEW World Champion." And mm-hmm. over that year and change, I had I had to get humbled. I had to learn. Well, maybe it. Well, a Maybe that man doesn't want that title. And B, maybe it's time for these younger competitors to take the spotlight. And I think that's kind of where Danielson is, you know, inside, outside the book. And mind you, when uh, CM Punk got let go and that spot opened up in that Ricky Starks match, Danielson slid right into that spot, like ju- just like in the past, where when CM Punk is gone, Danielson slid into those spots, and it became like Danielson Moxley. Danielson was the one. He he's he hasn't because he's been here for so long. He is a vet. He's 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 an yeah. official vet. He's been here so long that he knows how to put on that real pro wrestling. That, that gritty violence that I like to see, but he's also been a multiple champion in the WWE. So he knows how to excite a crowd. He's probably one of the greatest combinations of pro wrestler with sports entertainment knowledge that's out there right now. It's if Brian Danielson wanted to have that AEW World title. It would just be when he would want to grab it and I'm talking mm-hmm. as a competitor I'm talking as a thinking pro wrestler in terms of when he would be able to use his veteran you know status to bring some more to, to level up that belt the way people would like to see that belt leveled up but he he's think he probably wasn't even thinking that he'd be wrestling in 2023 you know X amount of years ago right he probably wants to do the G1. He wants to be wrestling in New Japan and get some of those big moments off and not necessarily be the torchbearer with the title. So I understand what Cornette's saying, and if you want to draw that theory out there, you can look at Dynamite TV and see the times where it may have made sense for Dane to be in the top position, but Moxley— and you also can't discredit the fact that Moxley's been that guy for a lot of the a, yeah before AEW, but for a lot of the AEW years, Moxley's been that guy worldwide. Like he's really been <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest competitors out there in a lot of people's eyes. So I and I I'm not surprised that Tony Khan would give him the Rock. I wish that Danielson had gotten that look, but if Danielson doesn't want to be that champion, you can't force. You're not going to force him to be that champion.
3: I mean, to that point. Cal, it seems like he's very, very comfortable not being the champion, right? Because he he had his feud and his shot at the title against MJF um, last year, right, or at the end of last year, and they had a great program, they had a great match, and that was that. And it seems like Brian is just very comfortable now, just putting on banger matches. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. if that's what he wants to do, to end his career just have dream match after dream match as as wrestling fans who is complaining about that you know now exactly. we, we should we should give some context to this Cornet thing in that he clearly doesn't like moxley right? It, 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 right he calls him a garbage wrestler um in this quote which or in this story which is it's it's it's, it's honestly just kind of insane to call mox garbage uh he's (laughs) if anything he's the opposite he's one of the best in the world kind of doing this now
1: but cornet doesn't Uh, like like that ultra violence that like you know the skewers poking i'm I'm assuming a lot of that is part of it
3: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and and that's fine right like that that's not necessarily my taste either as a wrestling fan but right to not understand moxley being great at what he does right I don't know that that just exactly. seems as someone who's been in the business as long as Cornette has, it just seems like a very uninformed take if you will and, and I get it. he's he's he has his own podcast he's got his own show he's got to be a take smith right and you got to have you got to say stuff that'll get headlines that we're going to talk about here on High Spot but yeah. uh, I don't know I mean to to blame Danielson's status in AEW on Moxley and Blackpool Combat Club seems kind of silly to me. Um, yeah, in that, like, what if you're, you're, you said it perfectly, Cal. What if, what if this is Danielson's call?
1: Right. Well, i I think I think a lot of it is. I, I at least that's what the reports were saying was that uh Danielson he wasn't worried about winning the title or, or wasn't as concerned about being champion as uh, people may want him to be. But again, I I think you know Cornet's bias plus kind of looking at things out of context can it can very well make it look like Moxley is the one that's standing in Danielson's way. Um I will say if it can I love Moxley. I love I love non-AW Moxley when it's GCW shows during WrestleMania weekend. Him and Danielson in the ring together, I feel like <laughs> Danielson Danielson is, is 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 that guy. And he's at that right now he's at a at a different level um, so it's, it would really be if and when Danielson would want to be champion, but he don't want it.
2: How, how do y'all feel when, um, like, say, insert your favorite wrestler, doesn't want to be champion? Like, you know, you've heard um, the stories of Jake the Snake saying that, um, you know, at one point there was a consideration to put the belt on him. Of course, it's he says, he says, he say. Um But, you know, it's like he DDT'd Hulk Hogan. And the crowd cheered and Jake the Snake said, Mm-mm, don't let me do that again because he's seen the bigger picture. And obviously the payouts was different. And he Man. saw like Hogan was the cash cow. So he said, if we keep doing this, we're going to lose money. But, mm-hmm. and and hence why he didn't want the championship. But I've heard like independent wrestlers say, and obviously this is different too. They don't want the belt because they don't want the responsibility of having to close the show. And so I wonder uh... like on a national level, and you know, the, WWE and AEW level, it's not just being the champion, carrying the title, but it's also you know the media stuff, the face of the company. So how do y'all feel like if, sort of like one of your favorite wrestlers doesn't want to be champion?
3: Hmm.
1: Did you want to go? I mean,
3: you go. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily. I I think in 2023, the amount of wrestling talent Mm -hmm. out there is just if. Hey, like, let's, you know, let's just, if, uh, if if Finn Balor, for whatever reason, didn't want to be champion, and it was Damian Priest who becomes champion, right, or kind of flipping mm-hmm. on the other side, like, if uh, if LA Knight didn't want to be champion, and they were like, hey, we're going to plug Montez Ford in here. Th- there's just so much, I'm, I'm always going to be pushing for Montez Ford every, at <laughs> every opportunity, but <laughs> there, I feel like there's, there's so many other options where I think it would be totally fine. Right? where you would have someone okay. else just step up to that spot that would be just as serviceable as champion right because if, if someone's being identified as a possible champion they've clearly been doing something right um, and mm-hmm. again if they don't want that shine if they don't want that spot there's there the amount of depth that we have now in the game is ridiculous the amount of talent right just across the board mm-hmm. is and, and you know on the on the Jake to Hogan example, Again, back then there was was kind of a severe drop off, right, from from tier one main event status to the mid card, right. That that's just kind of how it was. Now I don't feel that drop off is all that much, right. Like if if LA Knight Mm -hmm. won the U.S. title tomorrow, and then was in the world title pick or the um the yeah the, the world title picture in a couple weeks, you'd be like, I buy that, right. And so I, I think yeah. it'd be, it'd be fine. And obviously you want your favorites to want to run with the ball, but yeah. there's so much depth now where I don't know if it matters. as much. Well. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think the, part of it is that the, the, the rosters are very deep. And I think part of it too is maybe because times have changed, you don't have to be a champion to be a star you know what i'm saying mm. like good, yeah. when i when i grew up the people who were you, you you couldn't even talk about I mean aside from like Roddy Piper most of the people that i would see in like movies and tv that were pro wrestlers were people who were on top okay for what that's your stone cold your rocks all bret hart's all of them um mm-hmm. Nowadays, Liv Morgan was was already creeping into Hollywood before being a real champion. Yeah, uh, Xavier Woods has made a a whole lane for himself, you know, out, out in the pop culture realm outside of pro wrestling, just in the video game space. Like, I think there's different ways there's different ways you can see your superstars shine. To where, at my big age, I'm not that upset anymore if the person. I want to see champion isn't champion, but I'm, and I'm going to be Frank. I'm also black. So like a mm-hmm. lot of my a lot, growing up, a lot of my favorite pro wrestlers, they, they weren't going to be able to sniff anywhere near that title realm. So I've gotten used to not getting what I want and, and, and having to understand why some people are, are champion and some people aren't. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think um, I, I I, on the flip side though, I would genuinely hope that any, if you're entering the WWE, mm-hmm. I would hope that you would, it's somewhere in your heart of pro wrestling hearts that you would want to see yourself arms raised, title in the air and being called the champion. Like I, I would hope that that is a, a a quick dream in your life. But uh, I, I also think it's, it's, it, we also understand that there's different roles that people play, and there's some people that can have a whole career and never yeah. touch a, a mid card title, let alone be in the main
3: event picture. I mean, Brian, on the how if you, if Roman Reigns hopped on Instagram Live or something tonight, was like, "I'm good, I'm done being champion. Just drop the title." How? Mm-hmm. Same question to you. W- would you be okay with that? No. Not at all.
1: He's, <laughs> he's not <laughs> watching wrestling anymore. After he's,
2: I, I won't go that far. Oh, boycotting, <laughs> but, but it would be, boycotting. it would be one of those things. I think, especially with him, because it's like you took us for this ride, and you're just gonna just leave us hanging, as opposed Ooh. to letting us see it actually close. You know, so that's how I would feel about that. But you know, because I always looked at like I've always said I hate the term doesn't need the title. And, and the reason is just from looking at it from a sports standpoint, right? Two of my favorite baseball players never won the World Series. King Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. And did they need to win the World Series to become Hall of Famers? No. No. Uh, like, we all know with Barry. But at the same time, it's like it would have... They still chased that goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They went out there every day hoping to win. Hoping become World Series uh, champions, so that's the way I look at it in wrestling. Like so, you and like you said, at the end of the day, holding up the championship, like you gonna go put your body on the line just to entertain? Eh, right. You know, sorry, I, I would definitely feel uh, devastated if Roman
3: said he didn't want to be champion more. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, know, I, also I, like it it means... I also feel like it means, yeah, <laughs> I think it means more now too if you're. <laughs> the WWE champion, I think you touched on this a little bit, right, where it's, it means more than just being a champion of WWE. It means you're on the precipice of, again, Hollywood and just other opportunities. So I, I feel like more right. guys and girls want it, but or like, you know, they're obviously down to kind of do what's best for business, but if you don't want it, oh, that kind of <laughs> means you just kind of don't want to advance. I don't know, like there's obviously, that's the the tippy top of the business, but there's so much more opportunity Right. Waiting for you outside. What do you got, Brian? Where?
2: Man, no, nah, you, 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 you cooking right now. You just said it means more. Can I jump the shark? Uh oh. Please jump Go in. it. <laughs> Go in. Does it mean more now with the TKO deal? If you're the WWE champion, mm. considering everything with Endeavor and the merger of you know combat sports and everything. Because essentially, there's going to be more, we like to think, more eyeballs on the product. Yeah. So now does meaning being a WWE champion, or if for the sake of World Heavyweight Champion,
1: does it mean even more now? I think I mean potentially, yeah. I, I, I would say poten- because, I mean, look at, for example, just yesterday was the day that the TKO group deal was was finalized. Been waiting for it since literally WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair is currently not on WWE programming, but I saw her all over the New York Stock Exchange. Every one of them photo those those carousels on Instagram.
3: Her, her and Tez were and then standing next to Triple H and Vince.
1: Everywhere. Facts. Yep. And then I scrolled up a little bit more on Instagram this morning and oh, they was at the VMAs as well. I think we're gonna be in situations where these people, because because of, it, they're going to be able to be plugged into things a lot easier now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, having having a belt is great for that. I think I, I think Bianca Belair as a champion in that position is going to be amazing for the company. But I think mm-hmm. regardless, like as long as you can whether it's whether you're LA Knight or whoever, as long as you can make yourself visible, make yourself known, it's gonna be easier for you to capitalize as long as you've got a following, you've got people behind you. Having a title is would make it easier for you to get those spots, but mm-hmm. I think you you being able to as long as you're able to make your character stand out you should be able to get put onto different spots. You would, potential, the potential to be put into higher positions because of the Endeavor
0: deal should be here now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: This is all a great segue into what's actually next up on High Spot Headlines, which is (laughs) TKO Group's goal is to get to the point where, quote, every UFC fan is a WWE fan and every WWE fan is a UFC fan. Now, Ow. I feel like this is kind of a lofty goal because uh, there seems to be this kind of civil war a little bit between UFC fans and pro wrestling fans. Not even just WWE fans, just pro wrestling fans. Even though there's all this crossover, right? Ronda's coming over to to WWE. Brock's coming over. Uh, you know, Paige Van Zant was in AEW. It, it's stuff like that where, in in theory, this should all be a very uh, symbiotic relationship. Yes. It hasn't been, but do, I don't know. Do you guys think that this is where it's headed? Do you think that now in this, in, you know, 2023 and beyond TKO group that we're just going to have a bunch of kids growing up as UFC and, and WWE fans equally? Equally? That I don't know. Sounds- is, is it
1: possible? That's I think equally sounds kind of lofty to me only because I think people like each thing for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like people who people who really appreciate the UFC can love when someone like Conor McGregor incorporates uh WWE style promo elements in, in building fights. You know, same same thing with people like Floyd Mayweather and stuff like that. That that stuff works outside of there. But it's it's gonna take a lot to get like a pure. I th- I would assume anyway. I think there there are definitely pure UFC fans who, when they think about WWE, pro wrestling in general, the stigma is it's fake, quote unquote, fake. Mm-hmm. So they're they're automatically not looking at it as the thing that they actually like because the thing they actually like, one day you could see style bender just get rocked. You can see somebody, you know, legs snap, and then you know, like people get put to sleep. Like it's real. You feel what I'm saying? And I think there's going to be, there's still a strong contingent of people who won't bother with WWE because it's not real, quote unquote. So I, I think it's going to be. I, I think it may end up be more difficult. Plus, how what's what's the the kid demographic of the UFC fan base?
3: I can't imagine. Like how does high. that compare? <laughs> like, because like,
1: like, UFC, they don't, they don't sell figures.
3: Well, I mean, right? this is a great question for both of you, right? Where it's you both have have teenagers. Um, do they mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. UFC? No, <laughs>
1: okay. no interest, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I don't think I don't think UFC is a conversation going on unless you're into MMA. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just I don't think it's casual conversation. Maybe during a fight weekend, again, if it's like a Conor McGregor or somebody, but I don't think they're like whatever the next UFC is. I don't hear any chatter about it in after a certain age age uh, age group.
3: It'll be interesting to see how this elementary school. Yeah, I mean well, I'll mention that it's it's actual blood fights, right? Like I I we can't let our right, I'm not exactly. letting our kids my kids are too young to watch it. I mean, they'll catch me wrestling watching wrestling on occasion, but it's you know, you can mm. tell them, like, hey, they're you know, they're just acting. You know, what I mean it's it's stuff like that where you're like it's if different. you see someone in a cage, yeah. you know, just bloodied up, it's really hard to kind of sugarcoat that. But Brian, as a, as a lifelong pro wrestling fan, do you see yourself becoming more of a UFC fan after this merger, or is it is is it too late <laughs> for you to kind of even dabble into into that world more than you you already do?
2: Um, I it's hard for me to see it, but to play devil's advocate, I'll say this. I think back to 2014 when um, Daniel Corrier and uh, John Jones had their beef. And I was working where I had access to the full conversation that didn't air. And I was like, okay, I want to see this fight. So if they take elements, and to me, like Cal uh, was saying, that's like elements of pro wrestling, right? If they take elements of pro wrestling, then you got me sold. You know, of course, when Mm -hmm. Brock was there, I'm tuning in because it's Brock Lesnar. You know, and then I remember when I heard about uh, Chael Sonnen and, you know, getting a chance to work with him, knowing the charisma he has. I was like, okay. So I think if they take the elements of cutting promos, entrance music, um, you know, essentially storylines. And when I say storylines, not necessarily writing it, but. Give me a reason why you want to punch this dude in the face. Give me a reason why you hate this guy. That's how I could see myself becoming a UFC fan, um, you know, because then it would feel kind of attitude era like. But yeah, yeah, that's that's what it would take. It would have to take that element of it because that's the part that I love about wrestling the most. This isn't for me personally. It isn't the what the collar and elbow of it. I very much so enjoy that part, but it's more about what happens uh, as far as why they want to fight each
3: other. Right. I want to see more post-match run-ins in UFC and MMA just in general. Like that (laughs) aspect of pro wrestling. So, I I don't know if you guys have heard Daniel Cormier tell this story, but, so, I forgot, when he, but after he won um, a fight, Brock Lesnar came in and they had this this face-off. Right? It's, it's, and I was, I, I worked with Cormier um, at at a previous job and I remember him telling me like that they staged it like they talked about it before and obviously Cormier is a huge wrestling fan he's obviously been involved in WWE and and he's talked about this in other in other spots so I I'm not blowing up a, any anything here that Cormier hasn't said but that aspect is incredible where it's like obviously yeah. everyone in the crowd is losing their shit but it's premeditated it's scripted right it, it's like WWE and Look, you 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 know, I'm sure there's uh, you know a swath of uh, UFC and MMA fans who look down upon everything that pro wrestling is, but the entertainment aspect is second to WWE and, and pro wrestling just has it in spades. And like the entertainment aspect, which is at the end of the day what what people want. So if 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 they can. Sprinkle in some of the showmanship and the actual creation of making UFC more of a show a little bit, uh, as opposed to like the fights are the fights can be great, right? There's, I mean, the the upsets are great, um, right? But I don't know. We we can increase it a little bit more in terms of like, oh, is the production value of this Uh, is something I'm I'm interested to see if they if they do. I mean, I don't think they're going to revamp everything in the UFC that much. I mean, from, from all indications, they're going to continue to run as you know independent promotions. But I mean, we're going to see UFC guys at WWE events and vice versa, right? Like there's, they're going to cut cage side and you'll see, you know, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair again, uh, you know, at, 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 at UFC at Madison Square Garden in, in, in November. So this partnership makes so much sense. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they they use each other um, to kind of build their their audiences and, and get different people in. We had a couple of great podcasts that came out yesterday after the merger uh, became official here on uh, the Ringer Podcast Network. Obviously, Nick Khan showed up on the Bill Simmons pod um, yesterday. We also had Mark Shapiro who is the uh, the president of the TKO group on with Matt Bologna and uh, on the town. So go check that out. And also the Ringer MMA guys, uh, Ariel, Chuck, and Pizzi, and our guy Troy, they were talking about the merger. So go check that out um, if, if you missed out because it's, it's merger. It's merger mania over here. Um, merger mania. In- <laughs> Print that t-shirt. That's, that's free money right there. But... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna watch. I will be watching more UFCs simply just to see who from WWE shows up. That's my yeah. new. Uh, I that's my new thing.
1: I I think we I think you'll definitely see uh, whatever if if they can figure out a way to cross cross promote. It, I think the demos that are watching UFC will more than likely tap into wWE every now and again at least I, I feel like it would need to be some type of special attraction whether it's Brock or or, or somebody that has some type of footholder connection in that world um I think it's gonna be tougher to like the aside from like the that male demographic at wWE though I like I don't know what the I don't know if they're gonna be able to turn children on any You know, real numbers. I don't know what the numbers for women watching UFC is. Um, I know the numbers have always been back and forth with WWE. It kind of depends on who's on top and who's on the shows regularly. So, you know, that may be – it'll be a question to see what's going on with that as well. But there's there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of potential. I just don't know if I really – seen or heard the thing that is making me feel like oh yeah they're ready to put this out right now that's going to spark interest in between the the two mm-hmm. fan bases
2: they need some heartthrobs um <laughs> <laughs> you. the reason why i bring that up because i was listening to cheap heat and mm-hmm. um, they talked about um the judgment day being all heartthrobs yeah. and bringing up uh, everybody there is somebody <laughs> that like women would love and, and you know Rhea really yeah. is the type of person that like she's like probably the most like loved by every everybody person <laughs> and so yeah. and she knows it and so mm-hmm. I'm like it, it, I guess if UFC you know Cal brought up women if they showed like they had some heart throbs, you know that'd probably be a way to get the women de- demographic and we always talk about the male we gotta be fair you know we fair right here on Wednesday Worldwide so mm-hmm. it's something for everybody
1: yeah
3: Oh, Rhea on a UFC card would be incredible. Just that cut to the (coughs) side of the cage, and she's just there. Uh, she's cut cut the wave. wave. What a star! Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The mommy wave. Uh, Mm -hmm. So in on that last one here (laughs) on High Spot Headlines. Bad Bunny says, "My plan is to take the title from Roman Reigns." Uh, Bad Bunny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: You're, I'm you're sorry, out. On, on Bad Bunny as world champ.
1: I again, we we not too long ago we had that conversation about the Bad Bunny Super Bowl match and what we would book. And I think that you know we had a conversation about booking a a Roman Reigns match. I I don't know if Bad Bunny needs to win that title. It was. That that feels stuntier than some of the other stuff. I don't want to say David Arquette with the WCW title, but like...
3: That's I, where I, I was going to go. If, like, <laughs> if, if, if,
1: if, if my expectation is if Bad Bunny defeats Roman Reigns and is holding those titles, Bad Bunny better be on that card for a little bit at least.
3: I mean, would he show up more than... He might be showing up more than Roman is now.
1: Wow. Well, the thing is, though... <laughs> The Roman Roman may not be here right now, but this storyline is three years running. Bad Bunny may be three weeks running, depending on you know what what if it's a tour, if it's an album coming out. I don't want it to. I don't want it to be a stunt. If he's going to be here for real, be here for real, and that's my only fear.
2: Look, mm. the fact of the matter is, Roman's still there. We we had this conversation. Siri, <laughs> call Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody can have plans, and then you get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. and it all changes, uh, with all due respect to Bad Bunny, I would rather see Logan Paul as the mm-hmm. WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And wow. the reason is, we see Logan Paul put in the work. Now, dude, and I know Bad Bunny set the precedent for celebrity wrestling, but, like, Logan Paul has wrestled in, you know, mid-card matches uh, of WWE before he went to the main event, right? Bad Bunny Weird. did, like, Royal Rumble, He had a prime spot at WrestleMania and a prime spot at um, Backlash. So it would feel more David Arquette-esque with Mm -hmm. Bad Bunny more than Logan Paul, you know, because we've seen Logan Paul just kind of have matches and programs, you know, having a program with Ricochet, having a program with Seth Rollins, having a program with Roman Reigns. You know, Bad Bunny really just had one program, and that's been with the Judgment Day. So... That's how I feel. I, I feel like I would rather see Logan Paul, but obviously I don't want to see either one of them as WWE World
3: Heavyweight Champion. But <laughs> I, if you. I had to choose, facts. I mean, either I, I think <laughs> Bad Bunny or Logan Paul beating Roman Reigns for the title Ooh. would would be insane uh, In, like the A best way possible. To the world. Just because, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's left of. Uh, wrestling Twitter would melt down. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it, it, I'd just be there for the reactions. Just the 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 pure anger from from wrestling fans is uh, <laughs> I find hilarious uh, some of the time. Mm-hmm. So I would just want to see it there. I mean I get it. Uh, and uh, like I actually don't disagree with Brian's take and I'd rather see Logan Paul because Logan Paul at this point is more believable as uh mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. professional wrestler. I think he's um ingratiated himself to to Ugh. us, whether you like him or not, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it it is what it is, but the the dude nah, can I go yeah, I understand the dude can go in the ring. Uh and he just if you picture the belt, right, the title just on someone's shoulder, I could see Bad Bunny holding a mid card title. Or a tag team title, right? Like I saw a child right. partner with Braun Strowman hold the tag team titles. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's it's definitely possible, but as the world heavyweight champion, or you know the WWE champion, Logan right. Paul just seems more of a realistic view aesthetically. Uh, he he seems more of an aesthetic champion, uh, and, and again, an in ring champion as well. And you can just, but honestly, if 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 we could go back to our our halftime show booking, if Bad Bunny won the title at the <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show, I take back everything I said, and yeah. it, it's uh, it, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on this idea. That, it would, to that mell- would be a melt it all book. down. Would
1: you? Would you? Ben, would you buy the special edition Bad Bunny Adidas Forum Lowe's that would have like whatever WWE Championship colorway or insignia on them? Would you cop those? I,
3: I would be lined up at the store, Cal. <laughs> just, just, just camped out <laughs> like it's 2008. Camping. In a lawn chair. Uh, so th- that's I'm how. They, they, I'd, I'd, I'd buy pairs for both of you just to make you wear them. Uh, it would be. We, we'd, be <laughs> we'd be Team Bad Bunny here on Wednesday Worldwide wow. if he was champion. You know? Team Bunny. I, that, uh, you. Buy, you buy that more into that. Than, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like. Uh, I, I don't you know can't if, uh,
2: win
1: the
3: world title.
1: <laughs> I don't know if yeah, give him mm, give give him Seth's, give him Seth's he's, title.
3: Yeah, he's gonna take down th- Roman. Roman
1: <laughs> he's
3: gonna take down Roman to get a shoe to should get another shoe collab. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know, <laughs> 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 it's so funny you bring this up, Cal. I'm actually so I'm in L.A. right now, and I actually have I brought an extra pair of shoes just to wear around and to go to the airport it's my Bad Bunny shoes so it's, it's just really for, it's, it's serendipitous <laughs> today I'll show you after uh, after we finish up here. it's serendipitous that you brought this up but again
1: yeah, that's awesome
3: I am in bad cut Brian cut this for social no context Bad Bunny for, for WWE undisputed champion uh, and on that <laughs> we're going to break we'll be right back what? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Pete as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well. Because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stat Guy, Gregor Dip, And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going to Cheap Heat. We're going with the man, the myth, the legend, Dip. Brian H., play the clip. I think it's time to take the belt off Seth Rollins. I think the Shinsuke thing should come to a close. It's nice to see Shinsuke have a run at the top one more time, or again. But I think that
0: uh, given the, the momentum of the Judgment Day, I think it's a missed opportunity not to put the belt on Finn Balor and have him have a great Finn Balor championship run in this interim moment between, you know, now and WrestleMania season.
3: And then Judgment so, Day having even more of the gold? Because yeah, they they're gold heavy right now. I think that they give them all the gold and then they start the sort of unraveling uh, of, of the Judgment Day and, and sort of, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. A, a little pro Finn Balor as champion take from dip. Not not the yeah. hottest take that dip's ever dropped. Uh, no. I, where, where do I you guys mean, stand on it?
1: I, I could see this happening if the end result is Damian Priest cashing in that big purple briefcase and taking the title from Finn Balor. Like, I I, I think the intrigue is the infight. And I, I, I don't know if I need that. Because, I mean, Finn Balor's been at that top of the mountain already. Some of those wins have been tainted. You know, it's, it, things happen the way they happen. But I think it may be more intriguing of a storyline to have. If you want to have him win the title, cool. I would have Damian Priest steal it like that next night. Have him st- have him win it on a Sunday and Damian takes it on that Monday and that really starts to rift. because again, if if the judgment day is a storyline, let this be the way it is. And you got JD McDonough all all the way ready to to slide into the position of whoever would be splintering off. That's the only way I see it really working for me.
2: Ooh. I like it. I think we could do something there and I think that leads you into, you know, we talked about the Royal Rumble in Tampa. I think Damian Priest versus Finn Balor with Finn Balor uh, ch- chasing would be a good opp- uh, good Royal Rumble championship match. Um, and then I would like to see Finn Balor get it back there. You know, but I would definitely like to see, I like the way you just booked it, Cal, where, because, you know, just seeing how much heat Damian Priest would get, uh, backstabbing, knowing how long Finn Balor has waited to have that championship, understanding, you know, from him putting, was the seven and all of that, everything that that means, um, you know, it it almost kind of felt like SummerSlam was maybe a missed moment, but seeing that this gives Shinsuke an opportunity, I, for one, would want to see Shinsuke as champion, but if you're not going to go there, then I can see this going right back. To that moment. You know, I would, I'm all for Seth Rollins somehow getting a break because I want him there at WrestleMania <laughs> regardless. So, but, if this is the way to do it. I'm down.
3: Damn. I mean, I don't hate the idea of Finn as champion. In, in, in fact, again, Brian, you touched on this. I probably would have preferred that he win the title at SummerSlam. But now that we're here, I think I'd rather see Shin win it I he's just he's just yeah. doing some incredible work right now where yeah. look the, the, these moments are fleeting uh, with you know when someone should be champion and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that moment has forever passed for Finn but mm-hmm. I'm more into Nakamura beating Seth right now than I am Finn and it's Look, if Finn is one B, in terms of the guy who's gonna dethrone Seth, okay, I- I'm fine with that. Hel- help mix him into a you know a little triple threat. It- it's been a while mm-hmm. since we've seen kind of a uh, a multi man feud uh, for for the top prize. So um, I'm in on that, but I- again, I think everything that Nakamura has been doing to uh, get himself over as this as this heel, uh, this type of heel, has been. I've been such a huge fan of what he's been doing, and just to to get Seth to hate him, like using some real life shit, talking about <laughs> his back injury, talking about his wife and kids. You're like, ah, oh, you are just checking all the boxes for being a great heel. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and and Finn, I like the revenge angle. I thought that you know that made a whole lot of sense, and and that's why I thought they missed the boat in terms of doing it at Summerslam. Mm. Now that that's passed. I don't know. I think I think we got a lit knock run with it, you know, the, this this Seth Nakamura. It, it, but to Brian's greater point, I hope Seth gets a break. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let yeah, this yeah. dude rest up. So, it's uh I think that's the uh the bigger issue. It's just we want Seth at front forty. And um, if his back is as really as messed up as he and Nakamura are saying, oh boy. <sighs> that is uh it's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's, those, it's, it's,
1: those were some, those some great promos. Though, those payback promos where Nakamura was talking about breaking his back. Oh my gosh, it was so chilling. I loved it. So it's, it's it's been it's I love that they're able to flip the switch and and let Nakamura be great like that. But uh, I I that'll go well for the TKO group. Nakamura on top for a little bit.
2: no oh, the the back breaking promos. <laughs> <laughs> real. It's, it is real. Just.
1: <laughs> so what, what 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 they do is just cut a bit of Nakamura cutting that pro and be like, You wanna see more? Friday nights, Monday nights, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or it's uh this isn't fake uh advertisement that you're yeah. gonna run. You, yeah.
1: You thought pro wrestling was fake and then it's Nakamura yeah. talking about breaking somebody's back for ten seconds. Yeah. No, hey, hey, WWE. If you use that, cut the chick. Yeah. Anybody, yeah. TKO.
3: <laughs> TKO, come uh I'm a sponsor Wednesday Worldwide. All right, uh, but before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT and talk about one, you know, a little bit more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Well, since I go first, let's go
2: with the biggest moment: the man. Becky Lynch defeating Tiffany Stratton to become the NXT Women's Champion.
1: Yeah, (laughs) an incredible. I agree. Are we unanimous here? Yeah, I I think we're all unanimous in uh, Becky. Becky making making the four horsewomen all Grand Slam champions. From what I was reading online earlier, is that
3: is it just Grand Slam champion, or is it like is it Mega Grand Slam champion since they've won NXT two? Is there? A, yeah. Is there that?
1: I, I, yeah, I'd I, I feel like the last time I looked at the the requirements for being a Grand Slam champion, even that term has changed based off of the era. Because sometimes it'll sure. it was you had to hold these types of belts, and they would add another belt based off of what, the, especially for the men's division. It's a lot, so uh, I'd, I'd have to go back and confirm what if if it's. In general, or if it's like a specific uh, um, uh, hyper grand slam, or whatever you would call <laughs> yeah. uh, mega uh, uh, grand slam uh, uh, yeah. NXT, right? Like you know, however that would work. But it's, I mean, it's an amazing achievement in general. I mean, it's it's a uh, it took a while, but it was a dope testament to to those four women in that company.
3: And big picture, this is good for the NXT Women's Title.
1: Yeah, I, I d- dare I say the the women's NXT division didn't necessarily need a Becky Lynch, but it's going to be really dope. Like I I think it it doesn't hurt them at all to have you know someone with experience like Becky Lynch on the roster. Um, I, it's it's autom- it's automatically eyeballs on that division, so it, it's it's going to be beneficial. My main question has always been how long do 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 we think. Becky's gonna be there like is is she gonna bear I don't know how long Baron Corbin's been there he's been there for a minute can, can yeah is Becky Lynch gonna be down there and that that's and is she gonna be I'm assuming she's gonna be on raw and on NXT as well
3: oh yeah I'd, I'd I would, have to think, I would so. think Brian do you, you know, have um, I, I, sorry I was do you have uh, Tiffany Stratton win it back from her right away or do you have someone else take the title back from Becky. Mm. Uh,
2: I definitely have somebody else. Um, I think in this point, it's kind of who you want to be your next star. Right. Right. And like Keanu James rolled up on her yesterday. So that's a possibility. I think when I think about Becky being a champion, I look at it like I understand what Cal saying. They the title and the division don't need her. But I think the network, I think because of, you know, when when Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey was down there cooking, right? They were on the WWE Network and Hulu. There wasn't this big expectation for the audience to be there. So the diehards were watching. But now it's, you want that crossover appeal, So while the division is good, they still need a megastar or even a superstar. You had that with Mandy Rose. Um, You don't have that right now because they're still cooking. They're still building. So by Becky going down there, it gives a boost. Think about how many people saw Tiffany Stratton wrestle for the first time yesterday. And I Mm -hmm. think she showed up and she showed out. Uh, People got to see her moveset and see she's not just a pretty face. So I think that's important. I think that's going to be important to all the women. Um, I know, like, Roxanne Perez, somebody that they was high on, obviously, as fast as she won the title. I still think there's still other levels that she can go. So I think this was very important. And um, I think, you know, Tiffany Stratton is kind of, in a sense, made. I think they'll have a rematch. And I think she's made. So I think the next person you want to put the title on the person to take the title is the next person you want to make as far as Becky's concerned.
1: No, I agree. 100% agree on that.
3: Yeah. it is. it? I mean, who else could... I mean, Kiana James is obviously, you know, they had the run in there. What's up with Cora mm-hmm. Jade? Is she just added a picture Cora at this Jade. point?
1: I, uh-huh. I feel she was she was beefing with Dana Brooke and uh, Kalani mm-hmm. Jordan for a bit. I, I feel like there hasn't been much... For her after uh, that, few what was it, heat wave? It, it was around that, yeah. that time. Um, I think she hasn't been featured as much, but th- they've been cooking again. Tiffany Stratton and, and, and in general, it's just been uh, what's uh, Thea Hale and there's there's a number of mm-hmm. women on that card that uh, mm-hmm. are featured regularly. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Though it's like it's not like like NXT. They may have been hurting for like that experienced main roster performer, but I don't think that women's division is hurting for. Uh, another talented hand. They probably need somebody to guide them, and I think Becky can do it. It's. It, I just. I really just. It. How long is she going to be in? Is, is the man going to be in that role? Is probably my my only question. But uh, I, that would remain to be. They got a no mercies coming up soon. I yeah. Who knows? It it, it could be a a, a hot couple of weeks, and then she's back on Raw full time. I think who she'll knows? do
2: double duty though
1: for a minute. Yeah, I think she'll do
2: double duty. I think she'll take the title to Raw. You also have, um, you know, the NXT women's title was defended at WrestleMania. Yeah. And when Charlotte won it. So I could see this being a thing. We haven't had the men's title defended, but I could see the women's title being defended. Um, You know, especially when we were talking about Grand Slam champions and whatnot. um, I think this kind of takes the place of the Intercontinental Championship for women as far as that rung of the grand slam of it all so i could see honestly though i think the most believable person might in a sense be Dana Brooke to kind of be the bridge between Becky and the next person
1: she'll be yeah. the, the iron she'll be the iron sheik to whoever will be the yeah because the of the fact that, that
2: she's been on the main roster she has some main roster storylines. We start to see her kind of find herself, and yes. I think if she goes on a mean streak, she can kind of do it in a couple of weeks and get some quality wins in a couple of weeks where it'll be believable. And then she could be the person to kind of transition the belt from Becky mm. to say, uh, you know, a Cora Jade, a JC Jane, a Blair Davenport, oh. or a mm-hmm. Roxanne Perez. I mean, that'd
3: be that'd be a hell of a a gig <laughs> or a role for uh, for Dana mm-hmm. Brooke there if she was kind of that transitional champion, which you know transitional champion always has this kind of this negative connotation. I feel like in this case, right. probably be best case scenario um, for Dana. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, looking at tonight's. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say
1: Becky Becky Lynch versus Dana Brooke at Survivor Series for the NXC Women's
3: Title. Ooh, Ooh, on the main card.
1: I'm I sure. mean I'm saying Sign me it, up. it it i I'm just tr- I'm trying to see how far they're going to take it. I I I'm wondering if people are ready for Becky holding that NXT Women's Title for months.
3: Yeah. Now's the time to
1: do it if you're going to do it, right?
3: I'm kind of yeah. in. I'm kind of in on a on a little bit of an extended Becky title run here. Uh looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Cal? What do you got?
1: I was gonna say John Moxley versus Big Bill, but I don't know why Big Bill's getting a title match. This Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe final for the the World Title Eliminator. I'm hoping that Joe is gonna do what he said he's gonna do and is uh gonna be facing MJF at Grand Slam next week. So that's where my money's at. That's
2: right, Brian. What do you have? Uh, I got a. I think I'm gonna actually go with Moxley and Big Bill. Um, oh. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested to see how Moxley takes this international championship and continue to elevate it. But But I like that he's like like in this story mixed with those people involved. So I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. I'm trying to prevent myself from being excited for Don Callis masterpiece and being let down by
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What about you, Ben?
3: (laughs) Uh... I'm looking forward to Joe Roddy, Joe Roddy. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I obviously, want to see this become just a lead-in for, for Joe MJF. But I, I, for whatever reason, Roddy in this neck brace makes me laugh. It's, yes, just, was- it's so funny. <laughs> There's for a no poster... Reason.
1: I think it's a poster with him and Joe I saw the other day and he's got the neck brace on in Full like neck this, brace. this this big vertical like red fire whatever it was it's this amazing poster and he's a standing with the damn like, it, the dedication to the neck brace is uh, is amazing I'm not the biggest Roderick Strong fan but uh, shouts out to that
3: uh, yeah the commitment mm-hmm. to the bit is, uh, is something that yes. I have to respect and he's yes. he's all in on this neck brace uh, and guys that's how you do Wednesday be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Mass Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide, Smack Dab in the Middle, on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already... Be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. As I mentioned earlier, a couple of non-Ringer Wrestling shows to plug. Check out yesterday's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast with WWE President Nick Khan. Talks through the uh, the WWE UFC merger. And also check out yesterday's episode of The Town with Matt Baloney, where he had hit uh, Mark Shapiro on, who's the president of Endeavor, and now, of course, uh, the TKO Group, which is the official name of the WWE UFC entity. And uh, if you want to hear about this from the UFC MMA side of things, check out the Ringer MMA show. Uh, Ariel, Pizzi, and Chuck talk about it. Over there as well. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials.
1: You can find me at Cal on Twitter, at Dub on IG and Threads and uh, TikTok as well. Um, but it ain't about me. It's about where we are at and where everybody else is at. Brian, where are you at? So I'm at Brian H. Waters
2: on Instagram, Threads, Twitter, and most importantly, Make sure you follow Ringer Wrestling at Ringer Wrestling. All the links are right in the bio. Just click it, but it's Ringer Wrestling. Don't text and tweet while you drive. But yeah, engage with oh, us gosh. there and uh, we engage back.
3: There we go. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control, Control with a K, Twitter, Instagram, Reds, and at Ringer Wrestling. Follow us on all uh, TikTok. The TikTok for Ringer Wrestling. Is, uh, it's one of my favorite things to just, when I'm, whenever I'm swiping along and I see it, brings a little smile to my face. Obviously, see, uh, you know see my friends on there, so <laughs> that kind of helps. But um, you should go check it out. And thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you for the grabs. chat as always, everyone else, we will catch you next week.
1: Worldwide?